0: Welcome to the Dork Forest. Jackie and and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So
1: let's explore the Dork Forest and dork down for a a while. while. Rangers, it's me, Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. I just want you to know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. All my tour dates, all my new merch, all my stand-up stuff, and all my specials are on JackieCation.com. DorkForest.com can be linked back to JackieCation.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It is November or December of 2023, and it is time to not donate to the Dork Forest. It is time to find a local food bank in your town and donate whatever you would donate to the dork forest, uh, to them. There you go. If you go to feeding org and put in your zip code, they will find food bank. If you also go to Google, put the name of your town and the words food bank, you will find the food bank. So I thank you so much for your support all year, every year. I'm happy to do the show. I love doing the show. I love my fans, which is, uh, I believe you guys anyway. Um, and I love the the people who help. The people who help. Uh, let's let's just talk about them. Mike Rickberg, Sarah Cohen. Uh, S- Mike wrote and sang with Sarah the intro song, and he sings the Mexican Hat Dance at the end of the song, end of the show. And Patrick Brady does the audio and video editing for this show, and I appreciate that so much. And uh, Don Cowell's actually doing the clips right now, and then. Vilmos still working on the website, though. Promotional rescue did the Jackie Cation uh, reskin, which is kind of exciting. Anyway, I'm sure there's many other things that I should be talking about, but let's get into the show. Hi, um,
0: guess
1: guess what? We're recording, Dave Hill. We're recording. We're, I'm in my okay. garage, and um, and it's exciting to be with Dave Hill. I wonder which what what painting of my father's do I want you to see behind me.
0: That's your father's uh, so, painting. Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah that that that's the woods, and then the little the little guy is is an Armenian um, sculptor who has done like a couple, and there they're, it's like a and it's like a thirty foot tall um, sculpture. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a couple of heads. She's wearing she's wearing either a scarf or she's got real long hair, and then love it. <laughs> And then do you see the clock? The clock is less exciting up high. I love that clock. It's my favorite clock. I asked him to paint it. Um, It's all right. Uh, I mean, he's done. What am I? An art critic? And they were free. So why don't I calm down? I love them. They're all great. They're all all of his paintings, except for that one unicorn that didn't work.
0: Sometimes are amazing. No, I love art from friends and relatives.
1: He's an outsider artist, I was told, by Maria Bamford's um, husband, who is oh. a fine oh, yeah. artist.
0: Yeah. He is. Is his yeah. name Jeff? No, it's Scott. So I- close, so close. <laughs> I haven't Scott- had enough coffee yet. No, I've chatted with him a few Scott times. Scott Cassidy. Yeah. That's right. Yes, of course. I'm such a monster. It's oh, only because no. my... I haven't had enough coffee to get my mental Rolodex working.
1: Oh, I don't regret uh, you. I have yeah. chatted
0: with him about art, and he's friends with another artist, friend of mine, Drew Elliott in Philadelphia, who is an amazing artist.
1: Rangers of the Dork Forest, I'm sitting here with literally a multifaceted diamond. Mr. Dave Hill. It's By the way, it is act Mr. Dave Hill on, on the on the Instagram. So uh, the what socials. a great way. yeah. All the socials. What a way to get into that. Sure. Dave Hill, uh, I'm a huge fan, and uh, and, I, and I and I like you, which is also uh, kind like of exciting. I like you, too. Yeah. 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 DaveHillOnline.com is your main uh, website, and you have a new book. Usually, I don't let people talk about the thing that they're promoting, except for that you're such an awesome weirdo. That your book is about the thing that you're a dork about, which makes more sense than any other comedian or writer or musician that I've ever interviewed, because it's not about comedy or music so much. It's about freaking hockey.
0: Yeah. And you're not a
1: professional hockey player.
0: No, that's like, well, that's sort of partial inspiration for the book. But yeah, it was just like I wanted. Well, I wanted what I thought. What could I do? To further alienate people.
1: <laughs> alienate? And, is it?
0: Well, is, like, is, to, is there some
1: anti-hockey?
0: Well, yeah, that's a bit of the book is. Well, no, like, because it would be like you. I And I guess I did it with my first two books. I wrote theoretically humorous essays, which is <laughs> kind of what, you know, you expect from a comedian. That's Writing it. a book
1: right david sedaris did everyone a favor by becoming very successful but not being a stand-up comic
0: yeah and then and then everyone else is like maybe oh, i could be the next david sedaris and i wouldn't have thing? to do the other stuff anymore <laughs> but it, then it never works out for any has literally has not worked out for anyone else he's I the only it's i think Ham- the- meryl marco what about meryl marco
1: she she wasn't a stand-up either though she i mean she's writer. amazing
0: but i don't yeah. think she's I mean, what do I know? But I, I don't think that she's, uh, you know, buying a house in Tuscany off her earnings. Ugh. I could be wrong.
1: I'm calling her right now. I mean, uh, I, I, how's the house in Italy coming along?
0: No, I, I love No, I love her, but I mean, like, I, if she's putting uh, those Sedaris numbers up, who does? You know what? I don't.
1: I don't know if she's doing the. You Sedaris need to edit numbers.
0: this out because it sounds like I'm trash talking. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> I, she's amazing. I, I'm a huge fan of her. No, but I, we're
1: all a huge fan. I'll tell you something. She did a Dork Forest. Uh, I was like, What do you want to talk about? And she's like, I always have four dogs. Is that something? And I was like, something. Sure, that is something. And at one point during that episode, she said, They tend to die in twos, you know, they age out. Uh, Uh, like much like people, uh, people age out. That's how people (coughs) die, by the way, they age out. That's how, that's how, that's how Jackie Cajun refers to people dying, aging out. Mm -hmm. I'm incredibly sensitive. Has anyone heard (laughs) that about? Excuse me. No problem. Uh, the, uh, but then when she only has two dogs, she said, I feel like I don't have any dogs when I only have two dogs. And I was like, but you have two dogs. And she's like, right. We got to quickly get two more dogs. Yeah. (laughs) She always likes four dogs.
0: Oh gosh. Yeah. I think about this often cause I only have one dog and sometimes <laughs> we talk about getting another one just to make things more fun, more right. dogs, more fun. <laughs> but then Also part of me thinks that, y- you know, you have multiple dogs to soften the blow of losing one. And so well, part of me, yeah. you know, so I don't, I'm not saying that's what people do, but sometimes I think it may, may have that benefit. So well, I-
1: I think that that a lot of people pause like this is my first time I've ever had a dog. I've always wanted the dog. I'm 100 years old. We got a dog during lockdown. And then my mom-in-law moved in and she brought a dog and a cat into our uh, tiny house. And and, do you
0: guys still have a lizard?
1: No, no. He passed away. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, that's fine. 23 years. There's his uh, memorial.
0: Oh, is he in Oh, that's his he, fo- oh, a photo. A and a plaque. A that's photo and nice. a plaque.
1: He's buried underneath because we we built this tiny room right during lockdown, and uh, he was buried in the uh, in the garden part, right under here. So that's oh. why the plaque and the and the picture's right there.
0: Well, I can tell you, I'm sure you are way ahead of me on this one. <laughs> but having buried an iguana myself, what not my own? You got to bury those things deep. Otherwise, oh. <laughs> skunks and all the... <clears throat>
1: everybody. Everybody wants to eat a dead iguana for some oh, reason. Oh,
0: forget it.
1: Andy had to dig quite deep. At he, Andy is in charge of burying all animals, sadly,
0: my uh, my fella. Yeah. Well, you got to go. You're going to bury an iguana. I know I didn't come here today to talk about burying <laughs> reptiles. But if you're going to do it, if you have... God forbid you have... To, if you're saddled with the task, you got to... <laughs> You got to wrap them in like a garbage bag and do as much as you can to throw (laughs) rodents off the trail. Like, because are are the rodents
1: the police of this story? You really have to
0: (laughs) to basically, yes, skunks and like, I don't know, raccoons, whatever. But basically, I'm talking like you got to go at least four feet if you're going to bury an iguana in your yard. Okay. You got to put that on a t shirt.
1: I'm looking forward to talking about this with Annie put it it's gonna be on your tombstone. I am looking forward to the bonus uh where I talk to Andy about this and talk- and find out exactly how deep he buried Tiberius
0: yes well uh, how long has Tiberius been gone? He's been gone uh it's gotta be six years now uh, I think you're fine Did- my caution. Oh, is and about, there's a
1: slab of 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 concrete over him now. But for those first two two years, when there was nothing.
0: Okay, yeah, those are the years you really want to make sure. I mean, I, I would say you get you get past that first six months and you haven't been no digging problems, you're probably you d- fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, there we go. Well, it's been great talking to you, Dave. Yeah, uh, this is my. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm like the the iguana coroner or something.
1: <laughs> I do want to know about, uh, the name of the new book is called The Awesome Game, by the way. And it's uh, DaveHillOnline.com. But here's the scoop. Here's what I want to know. Did you grow up in Canada? Why hockey?
0: No, people often think I'm Canadian. But sort of like the thing with my career, for the longest time, people always thought I was from England. Oh. And then they thought I was from Canada. But I'm from Cleveland. (laughs) Um, Okay. And
1: I see, I see the mix. Yes.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh But my grandfather was from Canada. So
1: okay. I, ha-
0: I had, I guess as Canadian of an upbringing as you could have in the Midwest of the United States, because his, his, uh, the patriarch and his, we were, my siblings and I, we were made, you know, we had to skate at like three years old, two and a half or whatever. Wow. Like you, and he was, you had to, um, right. My sis, my oldest sister tried to opt out of it when she was around like 10 or something. <laughs> and my grandfather, uh, who a very a wonderful man, but, you know, wasn't a stranger to uh, having a drink, <laughs> which uh, led to a lot, quite a bit of honesty. He, She said this in front of him and he said, what good are you if you can't skate? Oh. um and it was like i remember thinking like well he's right yeah that's like <laughs> a basic like that's how it was growing up like it was considered like a basic a basic skill. skill you would, I have would to think be able snowshoeing
1: to would be a more basic and just to, because then you could then you could hump out of the wilderness if you were somehow trapped skating yeah. here's the best thing about skating and girls uh I was raised in Wisconsin. We were not encouraged to do anything physical ever. Uh wow. yeah. Yeah. There was no we all had to learn an instrument. That was our thing. We all had to be in band or, or, or orchestra.
0: I think uh, that's good. I think that's I think that's a better thing to th- it, upon a no, child. I think it's
1: equal, but I have to say that it, it's one of the best examples of parenting. I mean, have you ever sat through somebody learning how to play the violin? This is, oh, this is some yeah. real parenting. This is, this is somebody willing to really stick it out. But, uh, here's the scoop. At 10 years old, her opting out, I want you to ask your sister this. When you're about 12 or 13 and you're at the skating pond, uh sure. or did it was it a was it a pond or was it an inside rink
0: rink rink yeah, you
1: had a rink we had a we had a lagoon, and uh I remember being thirteen and fourteen and skating so poorly, and the best the girls the people who could skate backwards it is the most flirtatious it is the greatest way to flirt i've ever seen in my life,
0: oh just to, to talk
1: the- and to sort of weave back it <laughs> literally, I was like, I
0: wish I could do that. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, I because I as (laughs) as as a proficient, maybe incredible backwards skater, amazing. uh, I my in my grade school, like we would have an annual outing to the roller rink. And then, yep, one year I lobbied really hard to, to go ice skating. Like in seventh grade, I was like, can we please go ice skating instead? And the idea gained enough steam that we did that. And it was like one of the few times where I dominated and like, (laughs) I was just out there. There was maybe one other kid. And as I say this, I'm like, oh, there's another kid who was pretty good. And if he heard this, he'd be like, wait a minute. Um, I was there. (laughs) Even though he's a middle-aged man now, he'd be like, no, wait a minute. But no, I can say with confidence is me. And one other kid, Jim Maloney, who was from Minnesota.
1: God, I was hoping, yeah, for that guy's name.
0: Yeah, so he he was really good. uh, And right, Minnesota. So yeah, I was out there skating around all sexy like. The problem (laughs) was that everyone out on that rink was already aware of my personality, so no (laughs) amount of skill would have, you know, made me more attractive.
1: I have to say, there was at least two or three girls who were like, "Oh my God, Dave Hill can skate backwards! What yeah. is happening?" Yeah, it's a skill set that you didn't know you wanted when I was in when I was in junior high. I didn't know I wanted that, and I would see like Jim Moss, a uh, good skater. Why did I care when I was thirteen or fourteen? Uh, I also thought he was one of these. I had for a long time. I used to have crushes on guys who were silent until they said something very very funny
0: oh well gosh i would have been like your kryptonite then
1: (laughs) right (laughs) when we were we had been 13 14 together probably just me just standing next to you going say something funny don't say anything don't say anything and then say something funny
0: that was me uh i didn't speak and then
1: that's why maybe that's why we're we would be better friends if we were on the same coast
0: yeah. but uh did you play well, you'll hockey be coming when you were out kid? this way okay yeah i grew up i started playing i started to my mind i was unfathomably old i was 11 when i started playing <laughs> on like a proper team like on a you know on the ice Right. so i would played in the driveway and you know street hockey and all that right but i was i wanted to you know I read up on it, like like Wayne Gretzky started playing when he was two and a half, and Ugh. I was reading when all these guys started playing, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's no way I could possibly catch up,
1: right?" Aww. and
0: be, <laughs> but I was really for, I would say like maybe two years at least. I was like, yeah. "I'm gonna gonna be a pro hockey player," and then when I was thirteen, I started playing guitar and then i was sort of it kind of i still loved hockey and still played until my sophomore year in college uh, on the team you know the teams in my school and all that but once i started playing guitar it was such a i all of a sudden realized i'm like oh i you know because when you're a kid like you want to fit in and you want you know so i was like pretend i was like when once i learned how to play stairway to heaven i was like 13. (laughs) I was like, oh, I never have to pretend to like something ever again. Really? I, Because I, I used to be like, oh, you know, growing up in Cleveland, you go to school, on, you know, you better know the score of the Browns game and have some okay. vague understanding of what happened each quarter. And <sighs> I never, ever cared at all, right. ever. I was always into the only sport I was into was hockey. And then other than that, I was into music and art. Like I didn't care about. Right. Any, anything that like the other kids were into. I only cared about the.
1: You would think that as a girl that I would have gotten a pass at about the green Bay Packers in Wisconsin. Not so, not so I was, I was, yeah.
0: Yeah. The Packers forget it. That's right. I was just in Wisconsin on Friday. Maybe I think I told you that, but, uh,
1: well, we were in but Chicago yeah, at the serious. same time, and sadly, we did not uh, get know, to I know two ships. Right there, you we were. Are, we were three right? ships because Maria was with yeah, us. Yeah, Maria uh, was there.
0: I would have loved. I wish I could have uh, come to see you guys because such- that's what
1: she she was like. You know how great would it have been if we would have got to see Dave's long set, and just you know just to see you do stand up for a long amount of time. You know the forty five.
0: Yeah, and I would have loved to see because I, I, you guys are two of my favorite comedians and two of my favorite humans.
1: Right, it would and, have just um, been a delight.
0: And too soon, um,
1: to, the, the your turnaround was too quick. And I then know. you went to Wisconsin. Where where were you in Wisconsin?
0: I was in Wisconsin the night before. I was in the most unlike I Clinton, Wisconsin, which you, you may not have even heard of it.
1: I've never it's, even seen the exit. What is that? Where is it? It's
0: that? near. It's like 20 minutes from Janesville. Excellent. Janesville. It is, it is. Um, It's a town of 2000 people. Okay. It's a one intersection town, all farmers. Sure. And on paper, it seems like the last place yeah. I should be performing.
1: Right. right.
0: But I this. Country musician Jeremy McComb, okay, uh, great guy, great musician. Um, he reached out to me out of the blue a year or so ago and was like, I'm doing these shows at this place, uh, boxcars, okay, and would you want to come open? So I I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Not, I mean, right. not, obviously, I wasn't like, you know, wasn't like. I wasn't joining like a occult no, no. or anything, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know what this is going to be, but I'll go and do it. And it was so fun. It was just, and it's literally farmers. So I was doing this show in Chicago, this one, this past weekend. And so I, I, um, Tim, the guy who owns boxcars, I said, could I do there on a Friday? And he said, yeah, we booked the show. I'm giving you way too much detail now. Well, oh, that's
1: okay. No, I'm interested because
0: uh, I'll go to Clinton. Uh, sure, it's it's great. You would do great. Um, it is so. Um, you, I, I say like not that there's a place you wouldn't do great, but uh, but my point is, you could see how some comedians would not go over well with a uh, a bunch of farmers. Well, everybody's in every
1: people would be worried about it for sure, and then yeah, and then. And I used to say this back in the 90s uh, that everybody gets cable. Everybody will get my jokes. It'll be fine. Weirdly enough, everybody's so specific in their cable consumption right now that I would yes. be a little more nervous. But,
0: yeah, it's. I mean, there's some things like uh, I have a long rambly story about being Bjork's driver <laughs> uh, once in the 90s. That uh, to
1: Guys, uh, DaveHillOnline.com, uh, please find out. He's going to be in Austin, yes. Texas, by the
0: way. November 30th at 310 Austin there. You better come. Everybody um, come.
1: I, I'm in Austin, uh, November 9th, 10th and 11th. You better come. Austin, yeah. Texas. It's a, a great place to do comedy.
0: It's a can do town. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Oh, I forget. I was saying something. Anyway. It was inc-
1: yes. It was,
0: it was really fun. Um, and <coughs> it was about yeah. Bjork.
1: Yeah, uh, oh, Bjork. Bjork. Oh, so yeah. yeah.
0: I left out stuff like that. I didn't think that maybe a bunch of farmers in Wisconsin wanted to hear about, Um, but it was really, I had a great time. I would even, I mean, I had a great time in Chicago, but weirdly, you know, on the plane home Sunday, I said, I'd have to say the Wisconsin show was more like, they were just more.
1: Well, it's a little uh, weird. And you yeah. had, you had lower expectations, so if it, the yeah. fact that it was fun at all kind of elevates the whole experience.
0: And there was a meat raffle, something called a meat raffle, before oh. my show oh, in the same know, place. Oh,
1: of course there was. Do you know Mary Mack? Have you met Mary L- Mack, Wisconsin
0: comedian? I'm not. Sure comedian? I have. I'm not. You might, oh yes, you yes, might. yes, yes. In, I think I in, have.
1: Right, uh, she does a meat raffle themed stand up comedy show. Where uh, she, the, she doesn't, she only raffles off like a can of spam. But the theme is that she's like, people forget that all over Wisconsin, they're having meat raffles. And I, she's right. I forgot about it.
0: I, had, I I remember hearing about it the first time I was at this place. And this place is great, by the way. Like I yeah. Would, yeah. I would just go there and have some drinks. But <laughs> they had that. I was like, oh, yeah, the meat raffle, which is such a gift, like, to... Uh, just because you can just like, well, I have an extra 10 minutes in my set tonight, <laughs> just speculating on what a meat raffle is. And um, <laughs> and and uh it's pretty amazing. And then, you know, this is I had so much fun and it was my second time there. But like the show is and I didn't. It's not like. I think the Bjork thing was the only thing I was like, oh, I'm not going to bother with that, but. You know, my whole—I've sort of had this realization, sort of like recent months, that I've—I feel like I've been barking up the wrong tree <laughs> my entire career Uh-oh. to where to who I think are my fans. But <laughs> I'm just like I know it's was it's, it's, it's been Wisconsin farmers this whole time.
1: Yeah. But, well, there's definitely a niche there. Like uh, Mary Mac tours Wisconsin constantly just doing small towns all over Wisconsin.
0: I I had this thought like cuz they gave me a booklet that was all the meat raffles all over the place and oh, I was you like could, you could. I'm like I just want to do <laughs> shows wherever there's a meat raffle then oh. let me do the show after.
1: My friend that is uh, at least 35 40 weeks a year. You're you're on the road. You're doing
0: it. Oh my god, yeah, just fly there to wisconsin
1: rent a i would say an all-terrain vehicle uh just because you don't know when a meat raffle's gonna happen could happen in the winter and yeah uh, yeah
0: and the fun thing was i found that like despite you know because tim uh my my buddy i'll say because we're buddies now right um he he has the place and i sort of guessed what the politics, you know, because he said that, you know, they're kind of. He said, "Yeah, it's a pretty conservative crowd." This is after the show. We were just chatting. Oh, right. But the one thing I really liked is so I, you know, and I told him, I said, you know, I'm a big time libtard Right. So, but I'm, a I'm crystal I'm,
1: clutcher myself.
0: Yeah. So I was just like, I'm glad we can still have so much fun together. Mm-hmm. And what I really liked is. The universal thing, despite political differences, is you can shit all over Paul Ryan. And everyone's. Everyone's. (laughs) Everyone agrees. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, fuck fuck that guy. Fuck that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Janesville, of course, uh, is where Pete Lee grew up and a stand up comic and Andy Smith, stand up comic. She grew up there. And Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I know about Janesville is that they have a dump that is so toxic that they have to or is it toxic whatever it is they have to uh drop these tubes into them like metal toot rods to release the methane gas and so it lights up at night i if i would have known you would have been near that dump i would have said drive by that it's beautiful in the moonlight dave
0: i would have have seen it i have to say i have i like i had so much fun i'm not i mean i I don't want this whole episode to be about how much fun i had in clinton clinton wisconsin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I I always think like I was there and my buddy Tim has his house. He has these guest rooms who the people doing the shows can stay at his house, which I like.
1: Oh, it's I've never beautiful. enjoyed that. Yeah.
0: Do, you never enjoy that? No, no, no. I am in well, no. Hampton Inn. Yeah. No, I the first time when I did the first show there, right. I was like, Oh, I don't know about this. This seems like a bad idea. But then I got there and I was like, Oh, this is delightful. He's oh, got good. two big dogs. Got um, lovely wife, is a delight, sure. and uh, and so I had a delightful time. But then he and his wife, the day after the show, I was going to Chicago later that day. They went in to do stuff at the bar, and then I go outside, and they had a zip line, a trampoline.
1: <laughs> what?
0: And do like, do they have um, kids? No. That's <laughs> what's, um. No, they have like uh, nieces and nephews. So okay, I have, yeah, yeah,
1: they're the best but, aunt and uncle ever.
0: So I was like, I'm out and there's a, literally it went into a cornfield and then I'm on a zip line. I'm on a trampoline. Did you do the, you do the zip? Hell yeah. And they How had already did? done. There's like a pile of leaves. I wrote that. I mean, the thing it was not <laughs> maybe not set up for a grown man, but I gave it my best shot anyway.
1: I, the um, one time I did a zip, well, the first time I did a zip line was not set up for grown-ups at all. It was in a lavender field in France. Boom, beat <gasps> that. Follow that, motherfuckers. It
0: can't be done. It can't
1: be done. But it was for children, and it was not. And and the la- they had just picked all the lavender, so we came late. But there was oh. a zip line. It sounds more beautiful than it was, but it was actually quite, I mean, it was nice anyway. <laughs>
0: A zip line into a lavender field in France is pretty much how I want to die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it holds some allure. I, I have to say, like, I love I mean, I've only been to Paris a bunch, a bunch of times, mm-hmm. um, oh, but awesome. and I want to spread out. But I couldn't be I have. I love Paris like the way like a 13 year old girl would well, love Paris. Horses. Yes. I'm just completely. So you tech on. uh. I mean, I probably drink a lot more than a 13 year old girl. Depends
1: but, on the, yeah.
0: You know, but I, you know, I like, I like some wine and a nice cheese plate and then yeah. the zip lining in a field of lavender.
1: We, we, I've only been to France one time cause I'd always wanted to go and it was never anywhere. Andy wanted to go. So finally we went and, um, He had a great time, but we went to Lyon and we spent like four days in Lyon. And then we rented a car and drove and looked at the caves. You know, there's cave paintings. Sure. And we went to some Roman ruins and then we went to Paris. So we spent almost two weeks in France. And then I picked up a set in Paris, making the whole thing a business trip.
0: Did you, uh, the, I, you I would argue and this, I'll probably get in trouble for this one day. All you had to do was interview Andy for a position as your assistant, just over one meal. (laughs) And then the whole trip is a write off, I think.
1: Well, here's the thing it's not like we both didn't discuss stand up comedy and video games uh, the entire trip and game design, because he also, that's a write off. And we went, uh, he also went, we went to several game stores uh, doing some research. Total write off. Uh, I got the set because Will Durst sadly uh, fell ill and he had uh, a gig in Paris. And so I got a text from Emo Phillips saying, aren't you in Paris? Do you want to do his gig? And I said, I do want to do his gig, but this is sort of a second honeymoon. Let me check wow. real quick.
0: That that happened to me in Paris. I Brooks Whalen had just been there. Yeah. And I was there having, uh, yeah, a romantic, my girlfriend Get and I away. were there for like a week or something. And, uh, it was supposed to be just all, uh, lovely times. And then Brooks told someone that I was there and you can imagine the pandemonium <laughs> when they find out that I'm walking their streets, just the streets
1: and- of Paris. Dave Hill's there, you guys.
0: A guy reached out to me, an American guy, this guy, Robert, um, and he ran this show and he's like, do you want to come do the show? I'm like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll do one show. And it was a fun show. And then there was, we were there over like July 4th. He's like, I'm doing a July 4th show It's at this hotel. Would you please come and do it? And I was like, no, you know, it's our last night in paris like i can't and we're just gonna like do yeah. like romantic couple paris things and then he kept asking me kept asking me. he's like it's gonna be like 400 people it's gonna be amazing so finally i'm like okay i'll, I'll come i just want to do a set and like and then leave yeah. um, and, and then, then go
1: do romantic things
0: so we go to this hotel and we walk in it's paris in the summer they they do not believe in air conditioning right and we walk into this hotel lobby with like a ton like 400 people
1: yeah
0: and it's 100 degrees and so my girlfriend if it's below 60 or above 70 she shuts down she has <laughs> to be in that window so i was like okay Oof. i'm going to take you to this cafe across the street and just park you there I'm just going to go in and do this set and then I'll come again and then we'll continue on. And so I go back to the hotel and I'm like, So, where is there like a venue, a theater in this hotel or something? And he's like, No, the show's right here in the lobby. And I was like, You're kidding. Like, there's people hanging out, having drinks. Like, no. Wow. You've just
1: agreed to do the taste of Minnesota. Uh, Yeah.
0: Wow. He literally handed me a microphone, and he's like, go for it. While well, people are just <laughs> spread out all over the place. And it was, uh, I put it in the top five worst gigs I've ever done. Uh, worst slash yeah. best. Because I, I genuinely, you know, when something's yeah. so bad, it starts to be the best again, you know?
1: Yes, yes. There's there's so, that bad spot
0: where, well, yeah. Yeah, and my girlfriend loves an awful gig. Like, like oh, she'll—that's your favorite. She loves a great one. Yeah, And she loves an awful one. Like I, she's
1: like a comic.
0: Yeah, yeah, she. Yeah. She like I got asked to open for Snoop Dogg in Austin. Speaking of Austin, um, and
1: November thirtieth. Yes,
0: November thirtieth, three ten, Austin. Uh, and so she was. As I said, I was like, "This is going to be the worst gig ever," right? Because no one coming to see Snoop Dogs wants to see me. No, but so she's like, "I'm going. I'm going to that." <laughs> so she flew down to Austin and witnessed wow. this uh, this excruciating. I, I have to say that I
1: the one of the worst gigs I ever did was at a pool hall in Walnut Creek, California. And I said to the guy before, and it would only pay $100. And I said, I'll give you $100 if I can just leave. <laughs> and he said, clearly, what if I start it right now? <laughs> and I ended up doing it, of course. It was completely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it was, and it was fine. There were, but, the, you know, the fact you're, you're doing stand up and all you hear is crack you know Uh, someone calling their shots the music is playing softly in the distance, like because there's like a little open area but which is which has like a shitty bar that you could give up at right mm -hmm. and then there's like a little place for like 40 or 60 people to sit and then there's Uh, a, a fake sort of railing there's it's an actual railing but it's just a railing and then all it is is Sports bar, right? It's uh, pool tables and then giant screens showing various sports. The ones mm. at the at the giving up bar were all muted, but the rest of them were on, and there yeah. was also a small amount of music playing underneath all of.
0: Ugh, I hate <laughs> it, that. And then, and then in those scenarios, like the if you say something about the music, they'll be like, "Well, we have to keep it on for." And there's literally one guy sitting at the bar. We have to keep it on for Ronnie because he's a customer. And, I'm like, and well,
1: we have to keep it on for and then they walk away.
0: Yeah. And then the host is like, tell
1: you what?
0: it's going to be OK here. Did I give you a ticket for spaghetti? There's spaghetti a mile down the road. If you go, it's a, you get a free plate of spaghetti. So we're cool, right?
1: I'll tell you, the draw of a free, free plate of spaghetti uh, is weird Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, Lewis Lee uh, started probably 20 years ago. It was he calls it Insider Night, but I always called it Spaghetti Night because for ten dollars, you would get spaghetti. And a, a beer or a glass of wine or a soda and the show for ten dollars.
0: The, the The audience member does? Yeah, or you, yeah. Or yeah. You, if you yeah. were an okay. insider,
1: if you were an insider for ten dollars, oh. you could come and see a show on a Wednesday. Amazing. And get a plate of spaghetti, a beer, a wine, or a soda. And then you'd go into the club and spend $100 on beers. It is how he's a genius, Louis. It's a, a solid
0: business model. Solid. I mean, yeah. it's almost, not to bring it back to me, raffle, but. <laughs> the me raffle, the thing about it is you end up spending way more than if you would were to just go to the grocery store.
1: And buy meat.
0: Yeah, I like that. You could buy well, I could just go to the grocery store and buy some bacon and a chicken breast and yeah. make my own bacon wrapped chicken breast. Or <laughs> I could buy and, and that would cost me less than twenty dollars. Or I could spend a hundred dollars on yes. meat raffle tickets and maybe right. or maybe babysitter, not
1: win that. Babysitter, babysitter. Come yeah. out for the meat raffle. Get a couple of beers. Okay. We're 35 minutes in. We have talked about hockey for approximately a minute and a half.
0: I I just curious, I'm just curious. Do you have?
1: No, it's not. Oh, my friend. It is not you. It <laughs> is me. I have waited you off. You deserve another episode. This one took a, a long time because I, I kept failing to remember uh where I was in the world uh when we were going to do this. We're both Welcome rambling Forest, you guys. Yeah. Dave Hill is a delight. It's Mr. Dave Hill on all the socials. Davehillonline.com. The awesome game is about hockey. Yes. Anyway, he's going to be in Austin on November 30th. I'm going to be in Austin on J- January 9th, 10th and 11th and you should come to all of those shows if you live in Austin. Go to davehillonline.com totally. for tickets or jackiecashan.com uh for tickets. Okay. Now, Absolutely. Do you have a favorite hockey team right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a bit of a cop out because I'm a more a, a lover of the game, as they say. So, mm-hmm. living in New York, I I root for the Rangers. Team? Okay, the, the New York Rangers. But the fact Rangers? that you didn't, yeah, yeah, the fact that you were unsure. I mean, I think most New Yorkers are unsure because it's right. it's such like someone said this to me recently. And they said. The Rangers game all sell out, but everyone who likes the Rangers is there. There's eighteen thousand, <laughs> and that's it in the in the tri-state area. There's eighteen thousand Rangers fans.
1: Okay, and, and they come. They go to every yeah, game. Yeah, but
0: like if I go into a neighborhood, the few neighborhood bars I would go into, um, and ask them to put on the Rangers game. I might as well be asking them to, you know I could be saying like, hey, there's a a pool match on uh
1: Right. Could you put Young the, the Restless 7- on?
0: 7- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just um, completely like, Okay, I don't know what channel that would be on, but okay.
1: Do do this for me. Tell me who plays how how many people are on let's start real basic. How many people are yeah. on the on, on the ice? How many on a team?
0: I'm glad you asked. Thank goodness. There's three forwards, left wing, center, right wing, two defensemen, left and right, and then a goalie. So five skaters, one goalie each team. Oh, so just six people on each team. Just six people. But now they're
1: they're wearing the biggest uniforms. So they take up a lot of space. They're like, yeah, they have a lot
0: of pads.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Is there offsides? This has been oh, something I'm glad I you wondered asked. About. Yeah,
0: that's okay. like the hardest. Icing and offsides are the two things that people don't seem to understand in hockey. Like, okay. I've tried to explain it over and over to my girlfriend, and she gets really <laughs> frustrated saying that I'm not explaining it <laughs> but, well. And maybe I'm not.
1: But well, Let's find out. Give it a shot.
0: I mean, basically, a skater can't cross into the offensive zone bef- before the puck. So like, oh, if 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 I have the puck and you we cross the blue line into our off- offensive zone and in this we are both on we both play hockey very well for the same team. Okay. And you skate into the offensive zone and I come in and a, even a, a millisecond later um with the puck you, you're off sides and the whistle blows and okay. well, we're going to, we're going to have to do a face off in the neutral zone, but. um,
1: Well, that, well, that actually makes sense. Like the puck has to go into sort of a scoring distance. Before yeah, like, any of the skaters from the team that will try to score in that area.
0: Yeah. Cause otherwise you could just skate in and hang out and I could pass right. it to you from I, way far away.
1: Right. That which is, which is done in other like that's done in Australian rules football. That's done in you. You could stand right next to the the touchdown area in a, in a, American football and then someone would pass you the ball and then you would run in.
0: Yeah, that's why football is not a real sport.
1: <laughs> right. Because everybody has to have it together in hockey. And they yeah, to, the puck is the most important thing on the on the skate, on the ring, on the field.
0: That's would you exactly say? Exactly right. Yes. And okay.
1: So here's my next question. What is icing?
0: Icing would be like, um, well, it's cha- the rules changed over time, but uh, it's basically uh, sending the puck past the goal line from the other defensive zone into the off- offensive zone. Wait, like,
1: um, but, is is that like a a giant like like a three point in basketball where you just throw it as from one side of the field to the other?
0: Yeah, basically. But if you were to do it and score, it would be allowed. Oh, would it? It would be allowed, yeah. But Interesting. But if you did it and it just went like behind the net or whatever, then then you then you've got an icing situation on your hands. <laughs> but it's the rules.
1: And changed. how is that resolved?
0: Then they. Whistle blow and they bring it back down to the other defensive zone.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: from the rules from whence it came.
1: Okay, and the rules. How uh, initially it was just don't do it.
0: No, the rules have kind of changed. There's been like the two line icing rule and like I don't even know where it's at now in some leagues, but that's the gist of it. What I've given you.
1: I love um, a gist. Okay, that's the gist of it. Um, what what is How many lines are there? So like how many zones?
0: I'm glad you asked. (laughs) There's center ice. That would be the red line that that's sort of in the middle halfway. Yeah. And then there's two blue lines uh, that are making up in between the blue lines is the neutral zone. Okay. Um, And then beyond that is either your offensive or defensive zone.
1: Okay. And and that the offense or defensive zones, those are essentially do the blue lines cut your half of the field in half?
0: Well, no, it would be about the blue lines would be about oh. um, probably about 40%.
1: Oh, interesting. And then there's
0: about 20% in between, roughly. But and then there's six circles, six, six, two circles in each. Defensive or offensive zone for face-offs. Okay. And then four other, there's eight face-off. No, seven. Center ice and then two other. Okay. Then four, four. there's basically uh, nine places to have a face-off on the ice.
1: Because there's trouble and they're like, Got to have a face off and they don't bring it back to the center, like in basketball. And then they do a jump thing. No, they do a face off as close to possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right.
1: Okay. Now favorite. Can you think offhand of a favorite play that you've seen?
0: Favorite play that I've seen. Like have you seen
1: somebody do something amazing or?
0: Well, pretty much everything Wayne Gretzky ever did was amazing. Like you couldn't, he owns
1: land here in los angeles was that one of the things that was amazing i bet you it is actually it's sort of like
0: i mean maybe i'm not a big fan of his off-ice uh life
1: okay all
0: right i I believe him to be on the wrong side of history oh Um, that'll
1: happen that once you get a giant bag of money sometimes history you get a different opinion about it
0: yeah i mean like i don't i haven't really followed what he's had to say about that many things but just uh, i think he keeps the wrong company for my tastes. Um, hmm. Kid Rock performed at his daughter's wedding. And I feel like that enough.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a, a sign.
0: You that's, there's probably that's a, a lot of other, th- other things. Not good.
1: That guy's not even a good <clears throat> mu- musician. So no,
0: he's kind of a genius though. I will say, Oh, really? I saw Kid Rock one summer. I was weirdly asked to host these tents at all these music. I probably did like, three, four, five music festivals. And I was in these tents just kind of bantering. Um, and at one of them, the cure was playing and kid rock was playing. So it was pretty, it was wow. called the, the wide net festival. No, it wasn't, but it should have been. Cause it was <laughs> like, just they cast like
1: a well, wide net.
0: Yeah. It was just like, this is just various uh, entertainers in a field. Right. Sha so,
1: Day, uh, just Sade waiting was in the, there. waiting in the wings. No, it was
0: just like, yeah, it was just like kind of something for everyone festival. Okay. And so kid rock was performing. My first band opened for kid rock. Okay. Um, so my, my connection with kid rock goes way back when he was a kid. Um, maybe he wasn't a kid when, I mean, he would have been in his twenties. We were all in our twenties when this happened. Um, <laughs> And, uh, that, but when I saw him perform at this festival, which is probably like eight, nine, 10 years ago, he, I watched it and I was like, oh, this guy's kind of a genius because he's mixing like all these just kind of mass, like classic rock country and hip hop, like basically the three most popular forms of music on earth. Right. I think maybe, um, and at just this time kind of, probably, yeah. At the time, so I was like Bob Seger, country, and hip hop, and, uh, and he's just but then taking about not,
1: not not letting anyone come into the country. Was
0: he? What well, was he? It, it was he hadn't started that yet. Okay, he hadn't started that yet.
1: me—I don't me, think he's it, he's rich enough to be that conservative anyway
0: no I th- sometimes I think that he's completely playing a character I don't mm. I, I he's probably not he's probably not but sometimes I think he's just like what is the lowest common denominator in every possible way and that's what I'm going to do because it is basically if you look at his career hmm. and his politics and everything it's just like what are dipshits into I'll do right.
1: that <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, <clears throat> everyone who says that claims that they're doing a character when they say something horrifying, I'm like, well, you've successfully portrayed that character uh, so well that yeah. I believe that that person is inside of you and nobody wants to hang out with that person.
0: So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's what usually happens, like, you know, without I don't want to name names, but yeah, there's plenty of people who are like. And especially in in you know, comedy or comedy adjacent things, people will be like, "Oh, I'm just joke. It's j- joking. I'm joking." But then, then, yes. eventually it's like, "Oh no, you are. You actually do hold ho- c- horrible right. beliefs." <laughs>
1: you know, you can tell me that you're joking as a as a woman who's done comedy for seven hundred years. I have met any number of just disgusting gentlemen, not gentlemen, uh, who have said something horrifying and they're like, well, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. And you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah." But I literally felt un unclean and, and and in some cases unsafe. So, uh, guess what? Pause, pause before the hilarity. If you could do that, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I think one, you know, I, I've, this is a, What you've just described is why I I rarely uh, spend any time in green rooms. (laughs) I just kind of like, I'm like, oh, are there a bunch of people hanging out? I'll not go there. Yes. Um, That's pretty much. I've lived my life that way. I'm like, where are there not people (laughs) there? That's where you'll find me.
1: (laughs) Do hockey helmets have any sort of radio situation? Are they are they talking to any of the the are the coaches?
0: Oh, in the helmets?
1: Yeah, because you only have five people you're with. You could be very much alone on the ice. Yeah. The ice I is think, a solo space.
0: I don't think that they do that. Like, I don't think it's like football where the coach is in someone's ear. I think maybe they, so once in a while, you'll see on TV, they'll mic up a player and be like, we're going to get his perspective <laughs> On the game, and then you know, they usually have to shut that microphone off pretty quickly, <laughs>
1: and then they regret that almost
0: instantaneously. Yeah. What okay, they do, do, I've seen that they do that, then and, and it's just the guy, like, Hey, hey, Johnny over here, Johnny, oh, uh. <laughs> Beep,
1: I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. Yeah, uh, what are there? So, what, what, what did Wayne Gretzky do? Like, what? Why was he, what were his, his great moves that everybody liked?
0: Well, he would, I hope this truck and saw sound outside my window. I live in New York city. Yeah. You I don't do. know how someone has managed to fire up a chainsaw, despite the fact that I live in New York city, uh, arguably the least chainsaw-y place on earth. But
1: ca- comparable would be last week's episode with David Huntsberger who oh, I love David. Who talked about woodworking and taking a chainsaw to some found lumber on the street. That might be oh. David Huntsberger outside of your window is what I'm saying.
0: I love that. I'm a big fan of David. I'm a big fan of found lumber. <laughs> he uh, made
1: a workbench. And uh, we didn't get to talk about sanding at all. Much like this episode where we're not really talking about a lot of hockey, but we're getting some nuggets. We're
0: getting tidbits. But, I mean, yeah. to be fair, my you know, to tie in the book, The Awesome Game... Uh, my new book. Um, similarly, it digresses and goes far away from hockey. Many points in the book, but but to answer your question about Wayne Gretzky, he was compared to the average player. He was slight, of frame. Oh, oh not a
1: big guy. Not as big no, as all the players. I mean, still,
0: as humans go, he, he was a pretty big guy, like six feet. Okay, you know, uh big enough guy but you know in terms of hockey player not a very big guy fair enough and he wasn't the fastest guy oh he was not particularly fast like you'd see him and you'd be like how is he going that slow and completely mesmerizing just
1: dominating. like dominating yeah yeah
0: and like they, bigger often, and
1: faster guys
0: it was often said that he slowed down the game to make everyone slow down and then he would be boop and he'd go really fast, but still not that fast. But he would <laughs> you you can go on YouTube and see like him do stuff that you. Is it stick like,
1: work or it's
0: yeah, work. stick work and skating and just like going around people and like he'd bring the puck behind the net. They would call it his office. It was his office. OK. And he would be back there and just setting up plays and sometimes just like. Going around the net and scoring, he even like did goals where he like kind of lobbed the puck over the net, hit the goalie in the back, and then it bounced in. He just made fools of people, like he. Right,
1: and you can go
0: on YouTube and watch it. And the goals, I did this recently. I went on and just like watched like a highlights thing of all his amazing. Many, I mean, you couldn't do. He had so many amazing goals. You couldn't possibly do one highlight reel of them. But right he was it's just astounding and you think like how did people fall for that like it's not it's not like he's going like now you get players like you know Connor McDavid and uh, the Oilers Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche and they're moving so fast and it's so crazy you're just like how how are they moving so fast and doing all this it's but right. Gretzky's almost more impressive cuz he's not really moving that fast but he's doing insane you would right. think you would have to move that fast to get away with such trickery. But he was just kind of cruising along at a speed that you would think, well, my mother could do that.
1: <laughs> do they play to like 10 or is there a time limit?
0: Like 10 10- Points like no like I don't think is
1: it like horse what are we talking about probably no not.
0: there's three there's... twenty minute periods okay and and then they used to do ties in the regular season but now they do overtime okay so there's not ties
1: okay and is it one point per goal that's right and what are like can can they be like seven to five I mean do people score a lot
0: seven to five would be a high score for yeah. hockey, like a seven to five game, I would be like, "Oh, that game seems stupid." Like what? Like <laughs> what, how did that? Who
1: was defending anything? Kind of. Does it feel?
0: Is it usually? Yeah, like, like, like soccer. You know, you want more like a game would be like two to three or something. You know. Okay. But it's yeah. It's sort of like soccer. Um, and
1: here in the last four minutes of this. <laughs> Of our oh my hour.
0: goodness!
1: Yeah, yeah, we have,
0: and it, <laughs> it has flown by.
1: I told you it would, and it was, and it's been amazing. It's so fun. So, what about the fighting?
0: Um, People
1: always want to know about the fighting.
0: I'm against, you know, in a. I'm against it. I think it's stupid because it's, you know, the in the NHL, that idea is like, oh, you got to let the players blow off steam. Uh, and that's why we allow fighting to some extent. You know, it, they don't, don't let it just go run wild, but right. Um, it's such a stupid a logic, and I think it's hurt the sport because you know it's a turn off to some. It's turned, you know, some people are into it, but, but I. But it
1: seems to be like the most people are like, oh, it's a real. It, it gets real like violent where two two skaters will like. Just push each other a lot, a lot with their pads.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's stupid, I think, to be like, oh, you got to let them, well, you what, know, because it's what, just like if you were going to say it, that. Are he, they
1: just mad? Or?
0: Well, it's a violent sport. It's uh, There's a lot of ways to be dirty in the sport. and Oh, with like, the sticks? Yeah, you have sticks, you have skates, you have, you know, your elbows, you have all this stuff that you like and you're slamming into boards and there's a lot of ways to, uh, you know, be mean out there and upset people <laughs> hurt some feelings.
1: Oh. Okay. And so then but, the retali- that's the retaliation. They're just like, yeah, but, you just jammed your stick up my butt or whatever. I'm going to yeah. hit you with my forearm or yeah, we're gonna yeah. wrestle. Okay.
0: And it's stupid. And uh, I think, you know, the idea that like, Oh, we have to let them, let some steam off that then when you say that, it's like, well, there should be fighting in line at CVS using that logic.
1: (laughs) Right. Like
0: you should be able to take a swing at someone in any situation where you're frustrated.
1: Is there less domestic abuse because of this rule? That's what I'd like to know amongst the hockey players of the world.
0: That's a good question. Um, Nobody's
1: done that poll. Where's that?
0: poll? No. (laughs) I'll say though, you know, having Take given you my stance on it. I, yeah. When I, the last uh, league that I played, like men's league that I, well, no, I I did play in a league. My general rule, I played in a couple of men's leagues, like old men's, you know, recreational leagues. But as, you know, I've said this before, not to you, but in life, <laughs> uh, I don't believe there's any such thing as recreational sports because there's always... At least one person taking it way too seriously and ruining it for the others. So in playing these men's leagues, my general rule was if someone did something to me that had nothing to do with playing the game of hockey, like, you know, you I've had guys hit me in the neck with their stick when neither one of us are anywhere near the puck. Right. And in that scenario, I will beat them up. <laughs> um, and I am a man of peace, but <laughs> if someone does something to me that is like, Oh, you're just being mean,
1: right. Violent.
0: And pot- my rule was, if you do something to me that would potentially make my day tomorrow harder because you've hurt me. Right. And it's, and it's, you've done it on purpose and not in the interest of your team scoring a goal. Right. Then I'll beat you up. Right. And
1: because we're just fighting now, that's an excellent. Yeah, and yeah. you
0: started it, mister. You
1: just started a fight with me. And so, uh, and, yeah. took a, and took a weird like pot shot without any provocation.
0: So and absolutely.
1: This is an interesting, I like this piece attitude because it feels it feels like a sub another side of Dave Hill that I didn't know about, but it also feels like a sane response where you're, you're not accepting bullying, but you're not initiating any sort of, um, violence yourself at all.
0: No, if someone, if it's someone style starts it, I'll finish it. But <laughs> two sounds, you guys, Dave yeah. hitting
1: you, you hitting the ground.
0: That's, That's it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, and my mom, she would go, she got me in my first men's league, like in my 20s. She's like, oh, she would go to like sessions, skating sessions with the organ music. And and she met this guy who ran the men's league uh, in the next town over. So she's like, oh, he said you could join this team. So she got me in the league and I was in this league and I, you know, I did come up with this rule for myself where I would beat up anyone who messed with me. Uh, and sure enough, some guy who would have been like at the time, it's probably like 45, but he was, you know, 20 years older than me at the time. Right. And he was messing with me. So I beat him up and I got kicked out. I was suspended. Oh, and it was the end of the season. So I essentially was suspended for the rest of the season. Right. And sometime later, my mom was skating with this guy, Paul, who had gotten me into the league. And um, so I ran into Paul down at the rink. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, how's he doing? And she said, oh, he's good. He says, uh, says you got into some trouble uh, at your game. And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, no, 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 I in turn will be in trouble at home with your mother. Yes. Yeah. Because I was still living there. Um, (laughs) And I said, oh, what did he say? And said, oh, it says that you uh, beat someone up. And uh, I say beat up because, you know, men's league violence is pretty symbolic because you're all wearing pads and stuff.
1: That makes sense, too, is everybody's all padded and helmeted up okay
0: yeah you're not really like dropping the gloves and really beating the crap out of each other the way they do in the nhl so it's more just you're hurting feelings and uh (laughs) so i beat this guy up and so she said oh you beat the you know you beat this guy up and i was like oh are you are you disappointed in me and um she said no like i've known you your whole life and um You've you've always been so peaceful. So I figure, if you beat someone up, they must have done something to deserve it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, so, so I said, "Yeah, that's that's what happened." So she said, "Yeah, I'm not mad. Sounds like he had a coming." <laughs>
1: you know, that is both uh, a mother's voice, and yet when I because I, I have I've known you off and on low these twenty odd years. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree with your mother in that case because some some people their mom would just defend them in any case. But I think in your mom's case, this comes from an educated space, a space of uh, yes, yeah. of, of validity. Dave Hill, it's been an hour. Uh, let's get you yep. back to talk about the game of hockey.
0: I know uh, we somehow we touched on it a little bit, but at least um, nine minutes. Apologize. At
1: least nine nine of There's these minutes. There's nine
0: action. I mean,
1: quality the ratio My book of is. Hope.
0: Yeah, my book is similar in that I think hockey lovers will love it, but they'll also be like, wow, there's not as much hockey in here as I thought.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My brother, uh, Phil, had that opinion about a river runs through it and fly fishing. There wasn't enough fly fishing in it. Um, But that was fiction. I've waited
0: off again. Can I tell you? Yes. I this there is literally I I don't need him to turn. I mean, I should turn. There's a guy 10 feet outside my, I'm on the third floor of my building. Right. There's a guy in one of those cherry picker construction yeah. things looking at me <laughs> in, through my, as I'm talking to you, because I'm like wondering who's using a chainsaw. Is it is easy it so to give loud? that
1: guy a, a cameo? Do you want to, do you want to turn that or would I it mean, be too, too great a
0: project he's uh, he's ducked down a little bit but i don't know if you can see him oh yeah
1: i can see that guy
0: but he Uh, moments ago he was looking at me and smiling in the window yeah and um god forbid i mean i'm a gentleman so there there does not exist a scenario where you saw your suit
1: coats as you swooped yeah you're a gentleman
0: yeah i would not uh, there's no scenario where i would have had the windows open and had been masturbating wildly but we're if, uh, that guy someone else got an
1: eyeful. That guy would have got a total saying, eyeful
0: in his. Yeah. His, in his line of work. If he's doing this to other people. He must be getting a show from time to time.
1: I believe it. Speaking of a show. We did one. Look, I that yes. was a, that, we did a show. Uh, Rangers of the Dork Forest. Know that I'm talking to Dave Hill. It's DaveHillOnline.com. dot com. Mr. Dave Hill. Uh, on all the socials. And The Awesome Game is his new book. He has a couple other books too. Uh, go see him in Austin on November 30th. Go see me in Austin yes. on November 9th, 10th, and 11th with Lori Kilmartin. We're doing a live Jackie and Lori and then uh, oh, some awesome. stand up comedies. Uh, so thank you so much for doing the show, Dave.
0: Thank you for having me. I had a and ra- delightful time.
1: Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. Hi, Adol. How was the show? I married a silly man in a flamingo hat. I just did an episode of the Dork Forest. Like not only a flamingo hat, but a flight suit. <laughs> because you are a flight. Do flamingos fly? Yes, of course they fly. Well, why would I know that? Right? right. Where's that? Right? Right? Uh, hey, guys, uh, this is a bonus. This is the bonus part where I talked to Andy Ashcraft about the episode. Hey. I just had a delightful hour with Dave Hill, Mr. Dave Hill, who has a new album, a new book out about hockey. And he wanted to talk about hockey. And we talked about hockey for nine minutes, nine whole minutes out of 51 minutes of not talking about. And hockey. then and then what did you talk about? Well, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about it. He once buried an iguana. So have I. That's what I said. <laughs> and I showed him. Hmm. Uh, I showed him. That's the, sad. Uh, this, it wasn't even his iguana, but he said you had to bury him deep.
2: What? Why? They climb out? <laughs> it's Halloween. You're,
1: you're in the Halloween mode. Uh, we're Z- recording this. Zombie up. iguana. It was because of um, you needed to make sure that no animals got to the animal. Oh, well, yeah. I mean... That's true with all that's animals. That's true. Yeah,
2: it's not, that's not specific to iguanas.
1: Iguanas are delicious once they've they passed away. They are delicious. I guess. Well... But you usually... But because you, you buried several animals
2: i have many many animals
1: (laughs) andy ashcraft burial of animals he's uh better than a a taxidermist as far as i'm oh yes yeah we thought about it no no we
2: didn't (laughs) with a little little motor and a little thing to move his jaw so he can sing don't worry be happy
1: absolutely not we never thought of that at all i just thought of it right now (laughs) (laughs) so Um, what else
2: did you talk about
1: well, we talked about uh, ice skating. I told him that there's nothing more flirty than someone who can ice skate backwards. True. And he said it was his golden moment when he was about 12 years old that he could ice skate backwards. But everyone knew him off the ice, so, so it was hard to hard, hard to be, hard to be flirty. And I said, I bet you it worked. I bet you it worked. There was a girl who wanted in, and um, he. We talked about stand up comedy and mm. him performing around a meat raffle in wisconsin you know mary mary mack does meat raffle themed oh, shows yeah yeah yeah. well they're based on the fact that in every small town in wisconsin mm-hmm. or many of them and probably not just wisconsin there they, are meat raffles there's meat raffles and it's just a way to gather with with people have a couple of beers spend a hundred dollars on something you could go to the grocery store and just buy some meat but it's a meat raffle it's real and, and it's for charity possibly Sometimes I oh, think so. Maybe or just it's just for fun. Well, it might be at the VFW, so that that would be the charity. Okay. Or it might be at the Rotary Club. Okay. <laughs> mm. We did speak briefly of of. of I've never hockey. lived anywhere
2: where there was a meat raffle.
1: Right. It's weird because you lived in rural, yeah, yeah, lived yeah. In rural California.
2: So and Arkansas and Mississippi.
1: Right. You've been all over. You've where people hunt. Hunt yeah. and have meat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And talk about meat. A like lot. it's like it's not just beef.
1: Right. They talk about meat in the wider sense. Right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Anyway, but it was in spite of the fact that we have nine minutes of, of hockey talk. Hockey talk. Amazing. Oh, that's good.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's great. It sounds like a it sounds like a fun, wide ranging episode of just uh, two friends chatting.
1: Yes. He's a bit of a diamond. He's a. But anyway, Rangers, you know, the rules out there take care of each other.